one. Let's go. Uh, this is uh, season two of Two Shades of Brown. We're back after an extended uh, break. Uh, and here joining me is... Uh, Christian Colocho, as always. You know, we went out to the, uh, like, like Crayford, you said, you know, we went on a, we, we're our own marketing team, right? So we went, we went out to the mountains and just to, just to find ourselves. And we came back <laughs> for a new season of the podcast. Vision Quest, yeah, like uh, like on Silicon Valley. Um, oh my God, that show's so good. Yes. Uh, Please watch Silicon Valley yes, if you have not seen it. Excellent. Uh, so start off. Um, this well, start off, we got to tell people what the podcast is about before you start jumping into topics. Yeah, that's true. Two Chases of Brown is a, is a podcast on culture, being brown. Technology. Really, it's about computers and culture mm-hmm. and video games sometimes. Yeah, and I forgot to introduce myself. I- I'm Sadiq, and first thing on the list today is 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 the big uh, big gaming event of the year, uh, E3, Electronics uh, Expo. I-, I don't even know what the full thing is. So, Electronics Entertainment Expo. It's like three words made of E. So and it's it says like E3. E3. Okay. Um, all right. First, first up on the list of companies. The big, we're just covering the big uh, press conferences, not the small stuff. So EA first on the list. Um, their conf- EA their, had a uh, yeah. They, they had they had guns and and Star Wars, right? That's they had the, the, they, they had genre. they had guns. They had sports. They had Star Wars. Uh, so guns was uh, Titanfall two, which we got a, we got a cinematic trailer of. Well, which was and some gameplay footage. Mm-hmm. So Titanfall Two is basically it's like you thought we had robots last time. We got even more robots. <laughs> yeah, this time. bigger robots with with bigger guns and more special effects. And we got a single player campaign this time, apparently. So you can have an emotional tidier robot. Yeah, you can character building robots. The, the robots have personalities now, so that's a thing. Uh, I'm gonna briefly mention the sports stuff. Uh, Madden and FIFA, and FIFA has a story mode apparently now, which is. And they're trying to. They're building in like uh, esports stuff, so you can watch people play the esport of an actual sport that you could just go outside and play yourself. Yes, Uh, that's a thing that they try to do. Yeah, they had even like some guy come up on stage and they asked him if his son is allowed to use his debit card. Like I don't, I don't understand what EA was doing there, but all right. I think they're they're trying to show that microtransactions are not evil. Yeah, I get that's some really weird way to show microtransactions are not evil. Like that's I don't know, people in marketing are weird. Yeah. Speaking of marketing, next part was basically all marketing, all vague developer interviews about the Star Wars stuff that's coming. They, ne- they didn't really mention any specifics. Like yep. they just mentioned there's multiple games in the works and they're probably not going to ship until next year. Or two, two years in two years down the line. So, mm-hmm. it's like here's a here's a piece, here's a piece of artwork on a piece of paper. Get hyped. Yeah, basically that's that's basically it. And uh, like next, I think that's basically all he did this uh, this time. So, Battlefield One. Oh, how did I even forget about that? Like, I totally... You didn't have it in the notes, too. I thought yeah. it was going to be a joke that there's no Battlefield 1. I was like, <laughs> but you're ready to segue on. Uh, Battlefield 1, it's a game about guns Gun- and horses and In World War and 1. And did, actually, Battlefield 1 was the focus, basically. Which I don't know why I forgot, but I did. Um, it's probably going to have a buggy PC release. 
it probably is. Probably got a net code. is going to be broken as yes, all yeah, no. the FPS. Horses uh, are probably going to be strangely overpowered. <laughs> horse. horse <laughs> I, I'm, you, I'm willing you, to put you, money on that. You can buy horse armor as DLC, probably. Um, uh, no, 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 no. It has to be like it has to, no. The new trend is uh, slot machine packs. So you buy slot machine packs of horse armor you could get, but you can also get horse armor you've already unlocked. Oh, loot boxes, of, of course. Yeah, uh, loot boxes. All right. Uh, speak, then, then now we can segue, I guess, because uh, the big thing is gone. Uh, Bethesda uh, is doing... Is this the second time they're doing Yeah, second time. Um, so they have two big ones. The first one that I don't really know about is Prey. I don't know. I never played a Prey game before. I don't know if you know... So- the thing about it, people are mad about this. Cause Prey Two was like a like a resource, like not really a resource management game, but it was like there was a Prey Two, and it leaked a while back. And it was awesome, and then it never came out. Mm-hmm. And so now people are now using this Prey thing to try and reboot a game that never yeah. has ever had a sequel, mm-hmm. which that's is what, weird in mm-hmm. itself. Because how can you reboot something if there isn't a series? Yeah, that's what I'm. Uh, that what people are saying. I guess, but that's just sort of starting from scratch. They want to redo it. I guess that's. That's what they're doing. Um, I guess the, why not make like a new IP? I don't mm, know. Yeah, I guess for people who are not aware of, I don't, I don't think Prey is a big franchise. Like rebooting it would wouldn't be a big deal. Well, uh, I mean, Prey was like one of those like demon sort of shooter games. It's like a horror shooter, like before Dead Space, I guess. Sort yeah, of. in the same similar vein as Dead Space. Mm-hmm. Um, so. The other big one that is a sequel. Um, is uh, Dishonored 2. I'm mm-hmm. so looking forward to this one. This one looks absolutely gorgeous. The mechanics, like whatever the, uh, the demonstrator of the mechanics, she's beautiful. Can't wait to play it. Yeah, and there's like a, there's like a deluxe edition or whatever, a collector's edition that's ridiculous. You get like a mask or whatever. The one you can uh, actually wear, mind you. Because Microsoft tried the same thing back in Halo 3, and that mask was able to fit on a kit and nothing else. It was like, it was extremely small. This is like one that you can actually wear on your face. Yeah. Uh, did it, Bethesda oh, they announced some Fallout 4 uh, And content. Doom VR stuff. Doom VR, yeah. Doom multiplayer stuff coming up. Um, well, which is our... multiplayer for Doom is going to be like, we fix it, we're going to fix it. It's trash, but we'll fix it. Yeah, I think that's basically Doom what they were saying. They're going to add a lot of game modes. Uh, they're going to add weapons and collectibles and whatnot and maps. So basically, like they're going to add a bunch of content to the multiplayer, which is good because the multiplayer is really the weak point of that game at uh, this time. Yeah. So I don't think Bethesda announced anything else other than that. That we can move on to the big ones. So the next one is... The big ones, so Microsoft, uh, or Xbox, as, as they like to call it. Uh, yeah. I think... There's a, the, two, two genres of games, right? Guns and, guns guns and, and cars. Uh, cars. Cars. So, gun, I, I didn't write the cars one down, but we'll start with the cars. So, Forza Horizon 3 was announced. Um, it looks nice. It looks interesting. It looks, looks amazing. It does look pretty good. Um... Can't, they didn't sh- really show that much gameplay, and th- they showed the co-op stuff, which is okay. All right, it's mm-hmm. cool. Uh, they showed uh, go- uh, ge- what is it? Gears of War. Yep. They showed uh, a section of the campaign. 
it looks like Gears of War. I, I don't I don't know much else. To Which say is about a good that. thing because the last Gears of War game was not did not look like Gears of War. I haven't played any of the Gears of War games, so uh, I have no idea if that's good or bad. It just looks. All well, right. I mean, it's someone who played the beta. It, it plays a lot like classic Gears, and for people, I mean, it's like it's like how Halo Four was sort of like a little too modern-ish. Brim broke the formula. Mm-hmm. I liked Halo Four's campaign. It was it was good. Uh, they showed. Then, what still bothers me about. Uh, the game is the is the animation when you're running and the screen shakes. I don't know why they have that. It makes me nauseous. I don't get it. That's how it's been since Gears One. I mean, I'm not a fan <sighs> of it either. I can't I can't do Gears for extended sessions because I just shooting and it just makes me go. Um, it's gonna be the play anywhere thing, mm-hmm. Windows 10 and Xbox exclusives. So uh, yeah, buy once on PC and then you can get them on uh, on the Xbox or the other way around. Yeah, so that's that's a good thing, I think. They're trying to obviously going for uh, uh, unification across the platforms, getting people to use the Windows Store more. Mm-hmm. As usual, there's a lot of FUD going around about how this is basically... I don't know, there's a lot of... That Tim Sweeney article really messed things up for this. I mean, I, oh, I don't even want to talk about yeah, that again, because it conflates yeah. so many things. Mm-hmm. It conflates the concept of an app store within... It's a development package platform thing, yeah. and like, oh, oh my god! Because UWP is just a packaging format. It's not really like yeah. A, it's a set of APIs replace Win thirty two, and it's like, and then the servers where you can't sell it also is all on Steam because there's binaries you can install. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's yeah whatever. Uh, they announced the, the game that they showed last year. They showed more gameplay or something. Uh, Recore. Recore. Yeah, the dog I, thing. I, I, the, the I don't. Dog. I still kind of get this game. Yeah, I don't get it either. It, it feels like um, what's that game? Robot Dogs. Um, I don't know. I, I I'm thinking of a game. I love like Robot a, Dogs. Yes, Robot Dogs are great. Uh, <laughs> looking forward to it. They announced uh, Halo Wars Two, which is interesting because now it's on, it's on PC. This PC. Time. Uh, and also, uh, actually, we should know yesterday they announced that Halo Wars One is going to be redid. Like when you buy Halo Wars oh, 2 yeah. and well, you get it for free. Oh, that's nice. That's like a remaster, mm-hmm. even on PC as well. Yeah. Halo Wars 1 was a fun game. I mean, for if you're a PC player, it's kind of a ba- more basic RTS mm-hmm. because yeah. you're using a controller. Right. But it works with a controller, right? Like mm-hmm. playing it with a controller, it wasn't outrageously crazy. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Always good to have some fresh blood in the RTS space. Um, and Microsoft bringing mm-hmm. it back is good. Uh, they announced another game that I didn't write down, some pirate game that I can't quite remember the name of, that pirate ship thing. With the annoying... Sea of Thieves? Yeah, Sea of Thieves with the annoying YouTuber camera thing. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know what they're trying to do. Yeah, I don't... like I don't I, All I could see in that game was those people screaming. Like, I couldn't focus on the game itself. And the best part about it is, like, on the on Jim Position, he was like... <laughs> or not Jim Position, but on his podcast. <laughs> Jim's Sterling's uh, podcast. He was like... Uh, Talk, I talked to marketing, and they're like, oh, yeah, we just brought people from our community. And he's like, what community? <laughs> what community? This game hasn't even launched yet. Yeah, there's what no community. About? Um, Did you just, like, get some people from down the street and put them in the video? Yeah, like, just hire some people down the street and put them in the video. Um, I think that's basically all the games that MS announced this uh, this year. The rest was the hardware stuff, two hardware announcements. 
First one was uh, the Xbox One S. Um, mm-hmm. Slimmer, smaller, with the power brick inside. And more powerful. Is, how is it more powerful? It's the exact same console. They, they have um, higher clock speed GPU to higher clock speed RAM. And a little... Uh, they overclocked the CPU a little bit. Do you think that's going to make a... Maybe at the GPU side, but I don't know if that's going to make a significant... Yeah, it's going to... Um, in Gears of War 4, you will, they already said that you're going to get drop frames sometimes when the multiplayer... And you, you get better... The frame rate is completely locked on the One S versus the regular Xbox One. All right. All right. That's, that's fine. I guess it's totally not the same. Because a lot of articles on it don't really mention the small upgrades. I guess that's not that relevant to most people. I guess the... Mm-hmm. So, they announced... Mean, since you're pushing 4K and mm-hmm. HDR stuff, you kind of have to bump it a little bit yeah, to ensure true. it's smooth. Mm-hmm. Xbox One... Uh, S. So it's smaller. The power brick is inside this time, which is a big deal because the power brick for the Xbox One is ridiculous. It's huge. It's, oh, it's this is. like you have to actually make space for it because it's big and it needs uh, mm-hmm. and it gets really warm too because obviously it's a power brick. Like it's almost as big as the controller in terms of just like general. It's bigger volume. than the controller. <laughs> it's heavier too. Um, so yeah, it's it's much smaller, yeah. and it's lighter, I guess, I suppose. And it looks like something out of the Surface team, which is always nice. Yeah, and one thing that's important is basically the Kinect is dead because the Kinect thing is not on the Xbox. You need an adapter Xbox. now. You need an adapter if you want to use Kinect with the Xbox One S, which basically means at this point, rest in peace, Kinect. Rest in peace. Uh, yep. The uh, other big announcement a vague announcement. It was another developer interviews thing. Uh, the one with the Project five Scorpio. five teraflops because they kept saying that. Um, teraflops is a fun word to say. I it is. Say, it is a fun a word. Teraflops, I'd say it too. It, like as Jim Sterling said, it, it's it has five teraflops because the Xbox One was a flop. Um, <laughs> oh my! <God>. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, but, but Project Scorpio though, it's basically so the whole entire concept. My, they're trying to do here is that so right windows 10 it's the universal platform so mm-hmm. therefore like if i built that api complete right it's feature mm-hmm. complete right. it's not going to break if i if i run it 10 years from now mm-hmm. that's that's uh, microsoft and that's how they that's how they run that's and that's the concept of games right he's a mm-hmm. pc you can run games from 2001 and they yeah. still run fine yeah i mean you might have to run a compatibility mode depending on how, how old the game api com- mm-hmm. yeah yeah, but like how much uh, Microsoft and all that. Yeah, but the games are very backwards compatible on PC. Uh, anything like after the DOS era, probably you could run it in compatibility mode. So yeah, so the whole entire point is that bring that to consoles mm-hmm. and just keep upgrading the hardware like a PC. Yeah, so the whole entire plan is to turn not not the PC into an Xbox, but turn your Xbox into just a regular computer. Also, turning the Xbox into sort of like a cell phone model. Where you are, yeah. have incremental upgrades to consoles. I don't know how that's going to play out long term for the console market. I mean, I think it's I think it's fine if they if they keep it on at least a two year cycle. Two years. Yeah. Uh, so the Xbox One's been out for about what three years, four years now. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's about time. Well, I mean, how do you do it? Right, it's like you can do it like how Apple does their stuff, right? Where it's like, okay, we have one new one, the old one gets discounted, and then the next year, that old one goes away, and the new one becomes a new old one, right? Mm-hmm. So you only have two models on the market at one time? Right, right, yeah. 
Yeah, the, that's a it's becoming a phone model, which I'm not sure. It's a, it's a vast departure from the previous gen console model. I don't know how people feel about that. A lot of uh, concern about buying new, being left out. And but that was their exact marketing message: was nobody's getting left behind because I guess. Yeah, because you, uh, you have the universal platform, right? Mm -hmm. And you can have app scale, and you literally just have a quality slider in that in the game, right? Developers build in a quality slider. If it's on this hardware, it's going to look like this. It'll look better on more expensive hardware, but that's how it usually is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, next one, I think Microsoft. Do we, uh, did, did, did they have anything else to say? I don't know. I don't remember anything. Uh, they uh, they're adding back they're adding background music with the uh, Redstone update in July. Cool. Cool. All right. That's, that's they're bringing back something that was it was never <laughs> on the Xbox 360. Of course, you know it's not. That has, this is a brand new feature for a console. It's not, it was in the original Xbox, right? I think that that was what. It uh, was in it's in every Xbox except the one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't I mean, know why it took them so long to bring it back. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, next up is uh, Ubisoft, uh, our favorite yeah, French, the... our fr favorite French company. Um, no Assassin's Creed this year. Thank no, God. Yeah, we knew we knew about that. Everybody knew that there was gonna no no Assassin's Creed this. Uh, this they even said it's still that. Still though, thank God. Assassin's Creed is not that great of a series, <laughs> contrary to what you may say. I, um, Assassin's Creed not, not that good. Let's agree to disagree on that one. Um, just, just, just for that, Syndicate is really good. Uh, I, sh I recommend everybody play it. Um, they announced uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands with the most. They did this again. They did last year. They did the fake voice chat bullshit. That's never gonna happen in the real world. Like it's so tacky. Like it's. It's it's not not good. Like why do they, like do they do the thing that doing this makes their game look like. Do they think that it makes the game look like more cool? It looks like that's never gonna happen. That's never gonna happen. You know, in the real you know, world. it looks cool. Just, just, just gameplay. Yeah, just, just the gameplay without, by without itself. All the yeah, and the world. The, the yeah, world maybe looks... have like a developer describe the environment or whatever. Mm -hmm. Somebody works on the team. Yeah, and that's about it. You're good. Yeah, like describe mechanics. Describe like how the gameplay loop works. Like, don't have the fake bullshit. Uh, voice voice chat going on because that's not going to be in the game. That's not the real experience. Uh, yep. But other than that, it looks interesting. It looks like another open world game. Mm -hmm. uh, so whatever. Uh, speaking of open worlds, oh, I'm gonna mention yeah, before uh, before we move on, the Ubisoft conference. Did you watch the beginning? <laughs> I did not watch. I watched the latter half. I caught the live stream around the time it was ending. All right, so the beginning, they started off with a dance number to announce the next Just Dance Why? game. Oh, you, you got to watch this. Like, if, if anybody who's listening to this podcast, if you haven't watched the Ubisoft press conference, go watch it. Go, just at least go watch the first five minutes because mm -hmm. it's ridiculous. They, they did an announcement for Just Dance, and they had, like, like, like a group of dancers on stage, and they did a dance number. Yeah, yeah, and then Aisha Taylor, the best host of E3, you know, she came on. Yeah. Uh, so we have Watch Dogs 2. Watch Dogs 2, Just, looking good. It's so, it's so Silicon Valley, it's beautiful. It's San Francisco, it's so good. Um, the, the little gameplay demo they did was pretty cool. The, the trailer they showed had Run the Jewels in it, so I'm down for it. Uh, yeah, I'm done. It was essentially uh, like it's just it's um 
Silicon Valley, the TV show with like a hacker group and <laughs> as like watchdogs, it makes it all it's, together it's, and it's, it's beautiful because it, it doesn't take itself seriously like the first one. Yeah, it's like Silicon Valley mixed with uh, Mr. Robot combined together. Like it's not serious, but it's like it's it's it's, it's ridiculous. The characters, the one character with the uh, emoji mask on is is, is great. Uh, I love him already. Mm-hmm. Um, and the next, they announced a new IP, which looks okay. Like they, they showed some, a lot of people falling through the death from very high places. It's called Steep. It's, uh, it's like a trials like thing, but not really. It's, it's like a snowboarding thing. I guess that's, that's all. I, I wasn't feeling it. It was kind of odd. I, I yeah, guess they announced it at the very end. Side. They announced it at the very end, and everybody was like, are they going to announce Beyond Good and Evil 2? And it wasn't Beyond Good and Evil 2. It was a new IP. So, all right. So, yeah. we're, we're good to move on to... Uh, Sony. Sony and PlayStation. Uh, Sony, Sony's conference was all games, 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 and one hardware announcement. So yep. we started with Days Gone, which is uh, looked a lot like Last of Us, and it's a zombie game. We didn't get a lot of detail about it. It's like a biker zombie game going on. Nice mid oh, mid America vibe going you know to what, it. You know, it looked like the Last of Us, the new God of War game. The new God of Oh, that that trailer, that gameplay. I don't. Trailer. That. It, it looks good, but it looks like, like at first I was like, "What is this Kratos edition of The Last of Us?" Like, what? <laughs> it did. It does look very different from. It's a very close-up uh, point of view in uh, third person of Kratos. Basically, like Kratos becomes like a dad, right? It's yeah, all, Kratos, it's all Kratos, crazy. Kratos dad edition. Um, it's uh, it's really it looks fantastic. Like the visuals and whatever look, look gorgeous. Uh, Kratos has a character. Yeah. Character character has shown more emotion than he ever has, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? They they announced the release date for the Last Guardian. Yep, which is. Uh, can, can somebody hopefully... explain to me why the Last Guardian is such a big deal? Can somebody explain to me, please? Because it's it's like Final Fantasy fifteen. It was announced at the tail end of the PS two era and has just kind of drifted along two console cycles. So at this point, it's more of a myth, and it's going to let everyone down. Okay, so it's like Half-Life 3. It's yeah. Like, but except it's, it's actually been... coming out. I, I won't believe it's actually yeah, comes it's, out. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to disappoint everyone, though. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a big disappointment. Um, they announced... the My favorite game that they announced was Horizon Zero Dawn. The uh, badass lady killing uh, robots. It's good. It's really good. How we need people killing robots. Yeah, it's it's super, super good. But apparently the E3 demo for it was, it was super limited. But it's not coming out till uh, 2017, I think. So I'm not too worried about that. Yeah, that's why we've been like glossing over a lot of these games, mm-hmm. listeners. Because it's like all of them coming out until 2017. Yeah. So it's like, there's not much to say. Yeah, definitely a lot of late releases for the next year. But uh, something they, that is coming out this year, though, the PlayStation VR. Oh, they, they showed that. They showed some games for it and the price. three ninety nine, right? Yeah, three ninety nine. Three ninety nine. Which is beautiful. Yeah. So if you already have a console, it's uh, it's, it's pretty good. 
it's a pretty cheap way to get it. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, too, even if you have a PC, right, it might be cheaper to just pick up a PSVR and a PS4 yeah, than, yeah, build, than, like, upgrade your system for the Oculus Rift. Mm -hmm. That's true. Uh, it's definitely, they showed some, says a nice teaser trailers of some VR games. Um, all right. I mean, I'm not too, like, sort of interested more in the non-VR games than the VR games. But, all yeah. right, it's cool. Exciting stuff. Also, um, if you want, did you watch the conference? Because did you see Kojima come up on stage? I saw, I saw that. I saw a clip of that. Kojima come up, and what was that man wearing? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't remember what Kojima was wearing. He had, but he, he had, no, he had like bedazzles on his face. I saw him tweeting a picture of it. He just walks on the stage on like with spotlights and music on. And he just says, "I'm back," and I was just like, "That's it. That's basically E3 done. Like that's that's what E3 is about." Uh, he was just dropping the mic for no reason other than like, the point that he it's can. It's so good because, the, did you see the trailer for the game? The very high concept Yeah, trailer. and it's like, it's even crazier than any of the Metal Gear trailers. It's Norman Reedus um, and a little baby and the baby dies and he has black stuff all over his hand. It's like a dead world or whatever. It's very high concept, no idea what's going on in there. The game's called Death Stranding. A very Kojima name. Makes no sense. Mm -hmm. uh, it's probably not coming out in two years. Maybe it's probably coming out in 2018. There's no release date, obviously. Yeah. A lot of people were making it so that it was a metaphor for uh, Kojima breaking free of Konami because the handcuffs and whatnot in the, in the trailer. Nice, nice uh, symbology over there. Uh... Speaking of the last E3 thing before we move on, um, it's, it's uh, Nintendo. Nintendo. Nintendo had Zelda and Pokemon. Zelda and Pokemon, that's it. That's basically and, it. And uh, Zelda game, it's, uh, they, it's inspired by Fallout or uh, the Elder Scrolls. What? Pokemon's Pokemon. <laughs> but what I want to talk about, because honestly, it's Zelda and Pokemon. It's whatever. It's, yeah. People are going to love it. It's going to sell millions of copies. Mm -hmm. Pokemon Go, Pokemon which Go. finally has a release date of July. Nice. Yeah. And Pokemon Go, for those who don't know, it's like Ingress is that game where like you physically have to move with your phone in order to play it. Mm -hmm. And this one's where you can go out into the real world and pick up and buy Pokemon and then like fight them with other people. Yeah, well, well that's good. I, the Zelda thing, I was watching the stream. It looks looks interesting. Uh, there was a bit of a, a bit of a controversy because uh, a well, lot of people like can't be female because it breaks the canon. What? Like, I can't. I can't deal. Like, there's a Jimquisition video on it uh, that I'm going to link. And that explains it better. Uh, but the bullshit excuses that Nintendo comes up with. Like, what are you doing, Nintendo? What? Like, it would have been better if they said nothing at all than what they said. Like, why? Yeah, they just they shot themselves in the foot multiple times. <sighs> yeah, but Zelda, otherwise... Zelda. Yeah, Zelda looks good. It's It's open world. Uh, there's a stamina. Weapons break though, which I don't know how to feel about that. It's what? Weapons can break in that game. Yeah, there's. A I don't know how to feel about weapon that. durability. There's stamina. Uh, there's one thing that some people mentioned: the stamina meter affects like if you can swim or not. So if you're jumping off a cliff and you run out of stamina, you're gonna drown and die because you can't yeah. swim without stamina. That's a thing apparently. I don't know why, but it's a thing. Also, the controls are really weird, and there's no, like, controls for the uh, touchpad on the Wii U, and it 
the frame rate is super inconsistent on the Wii U, which means that um, it's probably going to be a, one that you play on the NX. Yeah, get this game on the NX. Yeah. Did, did, the only people who mentioned the NX was Ubisoft. They said they're going to they release Just Dance on NX. That's it. I haven't heard another mention of Just Dance ever. I mean, That's going to be next year, though, probably. Yeah. It's probably going to... NX and the new Zelda game are going to launch together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be the important game of that console. Yep. I, so, I, I guess that wraps up E3. That's about E3 is ha- just games that uh, have to, probably like three of the games we talked about are going to get canceled. Or be significantly worse than what was shown today. Don't pre-order them. No, no, never pre-order. Don't, don't, don't do it. Um. Yeah, video games. They're all, they're all garbage. All right, I'm gonna let you introduce uh, WWDC. Our next topic. All right, this week was WWDC, which was uh super, super jam-packed because now there's, there's four platforms instead of just two for Apple to talk mm-hmm. about. WWDC is Apple's developer conference, just like Google I/O or Microsoft Build, where they talk about. New stuff that's coming, new software that's coming in the fall. Which and we're gonna start off at iOS ten. All right, we start with because, iOS. Okay, all right. Because uh, it, I think that's the, probably the biggest of the releases. Yeah, and definitely. 10, yeah. I mean, it's like it's not nothing like revolutionary, but it's more evolutionary. Mm-hmm. Uh, they redesigned the lock screen basically entirely. Um, yeah, so you... because now when you pick up your phone, mm-hmm. the lock screen will turn on. Because really, if you have success. The Touch ID sensor is too fast to the point where it's just like mm-hmm. you hit the, you, you click the home button to turn on the screen and you're already at your home screen. You, right. you completely bypass the lock screen because how yep. fast it is. Mm-hmm. And it's completely being, um, they're embracing 3D Touch way more now. Yep. So everything can have 3D Touch and actually be useful. Because mm-hmm. right now 3D Touch is only useful in like apps like right. or on the home screen. Yep. And not mm-hmm. most apps support them. But now notifications will support them for quick interactions with apps. You can have widgets now mm-hmm. on the lock screen. Yep. Which is a redesign, which is more expanded from the today today view widgets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Control Center has been redesigned to have a better music experience and better, bu- more buttons. They're bringing back yeah. buttons uh, as a big thing. Um, developer stuff that's come in. Um, Siri, Siri API. Oh man, yep. this is a big one. It's limited though. It's very only limited. only six apps types: messaging, ride calling, payments, fitness, uh, VoIP calling, and CarPlay stuff. Yeah, those are the only things that are supported right now. The Siri mm-hmm. API, mm-hmm. and on the talk show, Apple said that's because they want to control the domains because mm-hmm. they know it's easy. They, because you could be like they could open up to every app, but then you have to like Siri, um, for an example, Snapchat this instead of like send a message to this person. Right. Mm-hmm. It's and Siri knowing which app you want to use. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's yeah, better integration of messaging as as a whole. It's it's good. Yep, and then we have CarPlay, <coughs> which is, or not CarPlay, I mean QuickType, wow. I can't read today, which is, um, which is, it's a, it's a hands to keyboard, right, to have the yeah. whole entire, like, this person types this word, another person types this word, it gets yep. sent to the cloud, we yeah. anonymize it, and then we know that this is a new word that lots of people are typing, so let's yep. add it to our dictionary. Yeah, also multilingual typing is a thing, so if you do that, that's yep. good. Um, photos ha- got a big, big, uh, big upgrade. They got uh, better, better com- uh, computer vision, face recognition, object and scene recognition, and also a feature called memories. Uh, this is basically um, Google Google Photos, but uh, Apple's version of Google Photos. That's all I'm gonna say. Really, that's the best uh, example. 
of uh which is fine though because yeah, it's I mean, fine. It's google good. photos nice yeah. and yeah. you know what if i don't have to have one more app on my phone to do the same thing that's good yeah uh, they they redesigned uh, maps and how they also have a maps API this time. Uh, well, like it's Apple News Maps and uh, all three of those I got mm-hmm. redesigned and I'm bringing them together because there's a there's like a new design style which is weird. It's sort of like sort of Windows Phone inspired where it's mm-hmm. like big text header at the top of the screen, right? And then everything else sort of gets smaller in in terms of like importance. Mm-hmm. So like if you go to your library, it's gonna say library at the top in big text, and then right. have everything else below it. Right. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's it's, it's quite nice. Uh, Apple Maps is actually much improved. I actually tried to use it the other day, and I was like, it's, it's yeah. Improved. And now there's third party integrations with it. You can have developers build into it. I can finally have someone build transit support for my city. <laughs> All right. Next up, a uh, big one. Uh, redesign Apple Music. Yes, like we said before, there's that new library view and all that that's mm. been simplified. Mm. But we need to talk about the presenter, the person oh. presenting it. Oh, man. Oh, man. So good. So good. Boz. Uh, Bozma St. John, I believe yeah. is her name. Mm-hmm. Bozma St. John. And it was, it was a great it was a she great was uh, fantastic. Like she, like she stood out so much. Like her presentation style, she tried to get a bunch of developers to start like clapping, and that was awkward. But other than that, it was it was all right. It was all right. Yep. Uh, apparently, there's lyrics now, which is good because uh, yeah. I can finally finally say understand what Kanye is saying with the uh, going to genius dot com. Um, mm-hmm. And then we have. Uh... This new VoIP API integration is basically like so. So when you get a call on your phone, right, it gets full bleed and all that. Yeah. That not every any app can use that. So like WhatsApp, you get a call, it'll look as nice as a regular FaceTime mm-hmm. call or yeah, a uh, just a standard phone call. Yeah. So basically, they're they're exposing sys- like previously hidden system APIs to uh, to to the public, I guess. Market. Yep. And it's it's great. They're opening up so much, and like the biggest thing I opened up, well, they iMessages come so much better now. Like, so iMessage, basically, you can have bigger emoji, which is nice, three times. <laughs> three times is big. Size. Uh, you, there's an emojify button. You can emojify mm-hmm. your words. Uh, there's emoji So basically, prediction. like, if I'm talking about tacos, static, and I tap the emoji button, the word taco will highlight yellow. I tap that word, it turns to the taco emoji. Yep, which is, which is good, because I don't have to spend time searching for emojis. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's handwritten messages. There's something called, they're calling iMessage apps. Which is it's basically like um, you can build sticker packs, sell them on the app store. You can have integrations from your app. So like you can call an Uber from iMessage if you wanted to, just for an example. Mm-hmm. Or you can have like rich uh, play buttons from like Spotify mm-hmm. if you send a Spotify link. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of cool. Um, something that they talked about was uh, differential privacy. Uh, now, there weren't very very specific about it um differential privacy i'm gonna put a link to a blog post that explains uh differential privacy really well the overview of it right is like it's essentially doing computer learning while having um privacy Mm -hmm. it's so that you like you intentionally scrub some of the data to be not as accurate right in order to anonymize it further yeah yeah that's interesting uh they haven't they didn't mention many details of the methods that they're using but we'll probably get more news on it as as this, as we get closer to uh, annu- like announce. So the developer preview is out. Uh, there's a public. Don't install it. 
Don't install it if you're don't not. Don't install developer preview, by the way, because it's super buggy. Your battery life will go by. It, yeah, you, it, you will not have battery. Don't install it on your main phone. If you're a developer, you probably have a phone that you use for development. You can install it on that. It's coming out in fall for everybody. Public beta is going to be in July. Mm-hmm. All right, so I think that's basically all iOS stuff that we covered. Yep. So now we have um, Mac o- or OS 10, which is renamed to renamed. Mac OS. Big, big change. Um, the, it's Lowercase more, m, all one word, Mac OS. Mac OS. It's, it's so much better now because OS X always sounds really sort of weird to me for, as an OS name. Uh, also because uh, OS X just means OS 10 and it's, it's probably not going to be OS 10 for much longer. Uh, yep, so, so now you can move past 10. Mm-hmm. So Mac OS. Uh, next version is going to be called uh, Sierra. Which I don't know why. It's a mountain range. Yes, Craig, Federico, Craig Federico, though, he was like, obviously, we pick Sierra. And I don't like, know why they pick Sierra. I don't know. Is there some California? Like, let me, if, I, if I look at I was thinking about the video game company, you know, the one Sierra. Yeah, the, the make strategy games. Uh, I remember them. Yeah, yeah it's, apparently... it's, it's some California reference, I guess. Um, I'm, uh, this... I think Sierra is like, I don't know. It's like, it's a mountain range. It's a whole entire thing about change, I guess. Yeah. The one thing they announced was better con- continuity features, uh, which is a big deal. It's sort of iOS and o- a macOS thing. So or auto- an Apple Watch too, right? Yeah. Because if you have an Apple Watch on, your Mac will now automatically unlock if you're in three meters of it. Auto unlock nice. with continuity, which is really nice. Uh, universal clipboard, which is super useful if you're copying from a phone to uh, to a laptop uh, or a uh, yep. Mac OS device. I don't have to use Push Bullet anymore. Uh, I don't use Push Bullet, but essentially the same sort of feature, except mm-hmm. that this only lasts for two minutes. Yeah. Um, they announced a feature called Optimized Storage, which is essentially moving old files to the cloud, um, cleaning up like the trash, cleaning up temporary files, essentially like a disk cleanup utility yep. with cloud backing. So it's cool, I suppose. It's, it's cool, especially cool under small, the smaller MacBook Pros with the lower amounts of storage. Um, don't they also do 256 right now? Mm-hmm. I don't think, is there anything lower than 256 you can get? Because I know my MacBook only goes, is, uh, the base model is 256 gigs. I think there's a 128 uh, GB model as well. That may be a MacBook Air only. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's a good change overall. Yeah, it's still, it's still a good feature. Mm-hmm. And then now there's tabs everywhere. Tabs everywhere. So, and it's so cr- Finder, it's beautiful. And, and they made it so that every app without developer intervention can have tabs, which is... Well, it's if you're using the standard Apple APIs. To build it right, you have to like if you if you built it as like using Apple's um, core Apple, UI kit yeah, or core, whatever it's called core UI toolkit. Yeah, it's that's crazy though. The they're they're, they're essentially saying that tabs are the future going forward for uh, for yep. app, desktop applications. Um, there's picture in picture now. I don't know how. So it means any HTML5 player. Okay, so will it's just, HTML5. Like, be able to pop it out. Is it is it Safari only now? I I don't know if it's Safari only. Maybe you can do it, you can build it into apps too. You can have the video play in your apps. Mm-hmm. Like so, so Netflix you... and maybe can do it to have an app. Yeah, well Netflix. I mean Netflix. Uh, it's 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 an HTML5 player, so it can pop out anyways. Mm-hmm. I think it's only with web stuff. I'm not entirely sure if 30 apps can do it. 30 yeah. apps we're already able to do it. 
Mm-hmm. But you have to build a viewer, you just pop out. Mm-hmm. So I don't think. Yeah, also, I, I think it's mostly about webs. Yeah, also it's extremely flexible. You can move it across screens. You can resize it. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then we also have Apple Pay on the web. Oh yeah, I, I forgot to note that down, but that's a that's a thing. Which I don't. I, I think it's Safari only. Yeah, and I don't understand. Is it like? Does it take? Is it a web set of web APIs? They use like I need to look into developer documents because I was browsing it. I didn't make it clear. Or does it take a regular payment stuff, autofill it with your Apple Pay information, and then use your iPhone to authenticate it? The authentication is definitely happening only on the phone side because yeah. Know. But like, how how is it built though? That's how I'm confused. Like, do you have to send, do you have to build Apple Pay support into your thing, or do you have a regular payment field? And like, it's essentially just a fancy way of redoing auto autofill for your card information. No, I, I I don't think it's autofill because Apple Pay doesn't actually fill. Like the way Apple Pay works doesn't actually expose your payment information. I think it uses like uh, some weird proxy payment thing. So yeah, it's. I don't think any most sites are going to take advantage mm-hmm. of it because you're going to have to have Mac users who also have an iPhone and also, also use, use Apple Pay. Also use Safari. Yeah. Who are also in the countries where Apple Pay is supported. Yep. Speaking of That's Apple a small Pay, small subset of users. Apple Pay, Apple Pay finally arrived to all the banks over here. And I never use it. Why would I use it? Like, well, I mean, you guys have well, you I, Canada has way more card read or NFC readers than America does, right? NFC readers are everywhere. I just tap and pay everywhere. It's basically like yeah, you can do your phone. No, I if I have my wallet, I also have my phone. So I don't, I don't. I don't know, man. The future is not to have your wallet. Your <laughs> phone is your wallet. Uh, yeah. Google Wallet. Google Wallet. That, 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 that was the thing for it, right? <laughs> your phone's your wallet. Ditch every single card you own. That would only be possible if I could put my like driver's license or whatnot uh, in my wallet, but that's not happening. Which knowing governments will never happen. Never. Yeah. Um, but now, okay, Siri is now on the Mac, which I don't know how useful it's going to be. It's. it's I never use Siri anyway, but it's getting much better uh, overall. I mean. It's like this is a third-party app integration, right? Yeah. And you can like do desktop stuff, like tell it to find files and that, but you can mm-hmm. just type that. Mm-hmm. I I don't know how useful it's going to be. Yeah, voice is slower than me just typing in the into a search bar. Um, Depends on where you're at, though. Like on the watch, voice is uh, yeah, voice is far more easier mm-hmm. than typing. Yeah, the, on the watch, yeah, but on on a Mac OS device, I don't know about. Yeah, the keyboard's probably faster. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's cool. It's it's a cool cool feature ad, uh, get people to use Siri more often. That's, that's a good thing. Yep. Uh, Speaking the, about the watch, so watch OS 3. Mm-hmm. Oh, big. This is, this is finally going to make... Big update. This is finally going to... A lot of people are saying this is the update that it should have shipped it with. This uh, is the update that's going to make me actually open third-party apps on my watch, basically. <laughs> because so right now, third-party apps, there's no background updates through the battery life, but the thing is that Apple said during their um, during an interview afterwards that they essentially put a little they underclocked the processor and uh, we're not using all the devices RAM in the name of battery life mm-hmm. and they found that even if, if they tapped into that um, if they clocked up the processor more and they used that RAM they'd still mm-hmm. be able to keep the same amount of battery life so that's yeah. so essentially they're doing background updates now and they're keeping your favorite a- apps in RAM more and yep. so that's essentially making it so that apps are going to be seven times faster to open well apps use awesome. Because cold boot apps will probably still be a slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's a much better experience all around. Because if you're just waiting mm-hmm. for your watch to launch apps, you might just well take out your phone because there's no point. Yep. And they uh, also redesigned the UI of it, which is not listed on our little document, but I think it's super important to note. Because mm-hmm. right now, 
there's a there's that crown yeah. and there's a side button. The side button opens your friends list, but now it's going to open your favorite apps. It's going to open a dock view. So essentially, how they had it first was you swipe up from the bottom on the uh, on the watch screen, right? And you get something called glances, mm-hmm. and glances would be like little cards of apps which are um, you can just customize. Mm-hmm. But now those are all going away, and you press the side button, and it opens a similar view, but it'll show you the actual app itself. Oh, and you swipe through it as if they're, as if they're watch faces, and uh, you just tap that, and then it opens the app. And since that app, those favorite apps in your dock are kept in memory, it's going to be instant to open, and you're not going to be waiting. Yeah, it's, it's overall a much smoother experience. And they added some fitness stuff. They added health stuff. They added accessibility features. Mm-hmm. People uh, can use the, more of the device features now. Digital Crown can be used by apps. Mm-hmm. A lot of APIs changes, I guess. And they added yeah, some app essentially... called Breathe. Like, I don't get why that was in the keynote. It's breathing exercises. It tracks your heart rate, and it tells you how to breathe in order to calm breathe. It's a stress thing. It's like meditation, man. Mm-hmm. It's zen. Yeah, that's a very Apple thing to announce in a keynote. But um, I think that's basically all the watchOS 3 features. Um, yeah, basically, uh, I'm, it's, it's, I'm excited for it. It's going to make my watch so much nicer. It's going to make it faster. Mm-hmm. And find it usable, actually. And, mm-hmm. Next up is right. tvOS. tvOS, which has Siri, Siri improvements, which we didn't know, but it's just it can search for things. And- yeah. More developers can add uh, their medium libraries for Siri to search through. Mm-hmm. There's a new remote app on the iPhone. These people hate the Apple TV remote for some reason. <laughs> I don't mind it as much. It's, it's, people it hate it because there's no feedback, uh, physical feedback from it. I mean, it feels different. People are like, I don't know which side I'm holding when I pick it up. The trackpad and the non-trackpad side feel different on your thumb. Mm-hmm. It's cool. There's a this, remote app. Yep. The single sign-on, single sign-on which is big. Which only because... matters if you have cable. Which yeah. I, we, it's like yeah. so basically you just sign in once for your cable provider and then every app that requires your cable provider to view its content will automatically be logged in which is fine if you have cable but if you don't whatever Sling TV is coming to it for Americans because Sling TV is nice and there's a dark mode which dark is the only mode. thing I'm really excited about yes I'm always excited for dark mode announcements uh, I love dark mode because modes. it's too it's too white for like especially if you're watching in a dark room and you like watch a video you go to the home screen you just get blinded <laughs> yeah I would imagine it's, it's super bright um, uh, one other last thing that they announced at the very end was uh, Swift Playgrounds which I think is, I think this is a fork of their Xcode for, I, uh, for iOS project do you, I feel do like really this is how they're going to test it it doesn't I feel think like that, Xcode I think that but... it doesn't because I think it's going to be I think Xcode is coming to iOS but I think that this is how they're going to test the waters that's by a having good a kid app, mm-hmm. and it's a very basic. It's it's a teaching tool for yeah for kids. It gamifies coding uh, to teach programming yeah. to children, mm-hmm. and which is a great idea, right? It's actually it's really fun. great. It's, they they picked Swift and, for it, obviously, um, which is interesting. I'm it's it's which iPad is, should only. Should be should be API complete this year. Just mm-hmm. a note, so and we can actually start using it without everything changing every couple of weeks. Yeah, it's it's iPad only, and it's uh, and it's free. Is it available already, or are they going to... It's going to launch iOS 10. Okay, so everything we just talked about is launching in the fall. Yeah. Right? Uh, developer previews are out for most of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Public if preview will be out in July for all of them. Mm-hmm. Don't upgrade your watch if you have a watch, because you can't <laughs> roll it back. There's The only way you can roll back your watch is with a, a, a higher version build. Oh, you can't roll back to a pre... Oh, okay, so don't do There's that. There's no connect yeah. report. You have the oh. wireless charging port and nothing else. The, and it doesn't say builds on it. So if you upgrade to iOS 10 and you upgrade your watch to watch OS 3, it will not work if you roll back your iPhone to iOS 
you essentially have a brick watch until. All right. Yeah, don't do that unless unless you have developer devices that you use for development. Don't do it. Yeah, unless you have like another watch used for development purposes, don't upgrade your iPhone. And if you pieces in your watch won't work, and if you upgrade your watch, your watch won't work when you inevitably up go downgrade back because the builds are too buggy. Also, one other thing that I didn't put on the list, but is important because it was another keynote. Um, Apple file system. Apple file system. Big deal. Ooh, snapshot support. Per file encryption support. Nan- nanosecond uh, timers on file. On the fly, re 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 uh, reincising their partitions and all that stuff, right? Okay, so essentially that partitions thing is is what Linux does with Linux Volume Manager. It's LVM. Yeah. Essentially LVM. Yeah, LVM basically built into it. Yeah. So it's cool. It's I'm actually... more excited about snapshot support because yes, that means that good. updates on OS Center are gonna be so much nicer. Mm-hmm. You can, you can probably like save like uh like if once like you have a fresh install you install all your stuff on it you take a snapshot you put it on like yep. a backup disk and just whenever you need to refresh your laptop you just use that image that's pretty cool yep it's gonna be so nice I am I am excited this is file systems literally the only like the thing that's got me the most hype because you know file systems are nice and people don't talk about them as much <laughs> as they should file systems people don't talk about file systems until they break. So that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that basically... it's in uh, it's in dev preview right now. It's going to ship in 2018 or 2017. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it will not ship anytime soon. Yeah, there's going to be you can enable you can use it in Mac OS, but it's like a like a beta alpha build, I guess. So Apple's basically like don't use it for any critical data. Obviously, um, you don't want to lose data. With that. Yeah. Uh, I think this has been a long ass episode. This is I think this has been the longest episode since we did the it's first good. episode. We, we got some good content, you know? Yeah. We missed y'all. Yeah. More podcasts will be coming soon. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh we're we're about fifty minutes in. So yeah. um so we you can find us uh two shades of brown dot com. Twitter.com slash undershades underscore shades of brown. Shades of brown. I'm at Josephine on Twitter, Google Plus is dead. <laughs> And I'm at Static Safe uh, on Twitter. Uh, that's that's basically it. Um, and you can contact, uh, send feedback, whatever, to s at salikes.com. Uh, yep. Make sure to send feedback. I don't know. That's cool. And you can find us on iTunes, actually. Yeah, you Two can find us on Brown. iTunes. Yep. Give, us, give us a five-star Give us a one-star review. There we go. That's just we cast. <laughs> okay, just one-star reviews. Give us, let us be the lowest-rated podcast in the iTunes store. Yeah, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Pocket Casts if you use that. Um, we're not on Google Play Music. We should probably get on that. Uh, we should probably add ourselves. I, to... I'd have to do it because it's only America right it's now. It's America only. Okay, you, you, can, you have to add it. Uh, with that, goodbye. Yep. See ya.